Welcome to Friday Night Party Line for December 4th, 2015. Here on the show tonight, we've got Nelson. Hey, Nelson. Hello. How you doing, man? Sleepy. Sleepy. Yes, it is, uh, it is what, 9.30 over there now? 8.30? I have no concept of time zones. Speaking of time zones, about a gajillion of them away, it's Chirba. Hey, Chirps. Hi, I'm from the future. He is. <laughs> Come with me if, if you, you want, want to live. live. <laughs> Fine, <laughs> here's my clothes. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I spend years telling my family, no, it's not that kind of party line, and now you're turning it into one. <laughs> this is my kind of this is my kind of pickup line. I'm from the future. Take off your clothes. <laughs> uh, that uh, that that movie has gotten has become no joke to me. I this is this is day four of 31 days of Terminator, and I've I'm I'm already getting a little I'm already getting sick of that movie. <laughs> You're never going to be able to watch that movie again. No, here's the thing. I'll never be able to not watch that movie again because it will literally be engraved in my gray matter. Oh, lovely. There'll be a little, like, centimeter cube of my brain that is just a testament to the Terminator, and it's just... Forget it. Anyways, uh, we So what you're saying is that you're going to program your ship with the Terminator film? That's that's basically it. That's that's essentially it, and I'm screwed. Anyways, so we've got a good, we got a few good topics on the show tonight, and as you've noticed, a bit of a skeleton crew. But that's okay. It's good to get back down to the fundamentals every now and again. And I cannot think of two people who are more fundamental to this show than Cherba and Nelson. So let's get going. Uber's new great idea. So I am. Uh, I have never used Uber. Uh, Nelson, have you used Uber? I live in New York. I use it all the time, and I don't like it, but it is the most convenient. Aha! Uh-huh. See, I have no, I have no real, uh, I have no hands-on opinion of Uber, but there is a person on the show tonight who does have quite a few opinions about Uber. Chirba, what has your favorite company in the whole <laughs> wide world been up to now? I actually just have just one opinion on Uber, and that's that Uber is cartoonishly evil at every possible opportunity. <laughs> it's true. So what have they been up to with this new uh, service where uh, you can get a car from them, apparently? Okay, basically, for the... Well, basically, $1,000 a month, thereabouts, changes hand. I think it's actually about 830 plus extra fees. Uh, and then they give you a car, like a rental, except it's got a very restrictive rental agreement that means that it's, you really probably don't want to be using it for anything outside of driving Uber. And also your insurance coverage will be com- fucking utterly incomplete, and you have to pay for fuel and maintenance on this car. And basically, Uber doesn't pay you a cent until you make back the money you owe them for that week for the car they've given you. <laughs> it's very uh, shop at the, uh, the company, company store. store. Yeah, I would even go so far as to say it's a bit more 1880s company town, where you have no choice but to shop at the company store because the company has given you a house to live in 
and supplies all the local stores and only pays you in scrip so that you can only shop at the company store. I drove 30 miles. What do I get? Oh, and here's the <laughs> They also, like, this $1,000 a month us that you're paying Uber, like, everything totaled up with typical mileage and so on and so forth, all of that, you're paying it to them. If you don't make your weekly minimum, you still owe them that money. <laughs> So they are basically introducing a service where you can pay them money and or put yourself in massive debt to a libertarian shithole company <laughs> to work for them. For the privilege of working for them. It's sharecropping. Yeah, that's what it is, sharecropping. Yes. Indentured servitude. If, if, this was any, if this was any more kind of stinking to high heaven of slavery... You'd have fucking the CEO of Uber sitting on his porch in a white suit drinking sarsaparilla. Wait a minute. I like sarsaparilla. It's delicious. So do I, actually. That's true. <laughs> that let, us, not let, exactly us not, let us not conflate the, let, let us not conflate the delicious and noble beverage of sarsaparilla with this tainted business. This tainted business of slavery. Yes. Okay, let's go back to sweet ass tea then. How about that? Yes. Can we all agree on sweet ass tea. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yum. Also, if you make if you make sweet ass tea from powder, people in the south get really fucking angry. At you. As well, they should. Sweet tea from powder is an affront. It's like powdered grits. You don't make grits from a powder. That's also true. I was about to say what the fuck is grits, and then I remembered I've said what the fuck is grits on this show and had that explained to me. <laughs> Do you remember the explanation, or shall we go through it again? I think it's some sort of, like, corn patty or something. It's not a patty. It's not a patty. It's, 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 uh, it's, it's, it's cornmeal it porridge. Think of it like that. It is, it is in the porridge uh, family. It's... Okay. Uh, it's, group. Yeah, it's it's made of yeah, corn yeah, yeah. husk, though. It's made of the husk. And that's the key. Also, we have diverted into food. <laughs> <laughs> well, okay, you... but anyway, Anyways. And this is not the first time that Uber has done something fucking awful, because I'm not joking when I said they're cartoonishly evil. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Didn't didn't uh, didn't the CEO of Uber attempt to blackmail a room full of journalists? Yep. Oh yes, they <laughs> announced to a room full of journalists their plan to attack any journalist that says anything nasty about Uber. Take some. I'm, I'm not sure what possesses someone to think that's a good idea. <laughs> Shock and awe, maybe. God knows. Maybe they had a sudden rush of blood to the head because, <laughs> you know, BuzzFeed was in the room and they figured since BuzzFeed was quite new at the time, they might be able to play it like Vice and just pay them for positive coverage. <laughs> I also don't like Vice very much. Fun fact. <laughs> Out of curiosity. Yeah, this... Alright, go on, go on. Go on about Uber. <laughs> Just to give you the brief rundown, they've pinched a bunch of roboticists despite signing an agreement that literally said, we won't do that. 
from a university. They've straight up engaged on corporate warfare on competitors, including launching competitors in other countries. They basically shift all of the culpability onto drivers and having them and they have them assume all of the risks and insurance burdens, but then don't actually come through with their insurance because they'll tell you, yeah, well, oh no, our insurance covers you. Their insurance covers you for an incredibly specific set of things. It's not very good insurance. You would not pay for this insurance if it was offered to you that way. <laughs> they don't pay taxes because they're a libertarian company. Mm-hmm. Wait, they don't. <laughs> how do they not pay taxes? They Why companies often, don't pay taxes? What? They often will withhold proper things like GST or sales taxes, things like that. And then in Canada, when they got raided for it by the, from the cops they called home back to San Francisco base, who then remotely encrypted their entire tax database. They had no such wow. concerns for their user databases or anything like that, but their tax databases, as soon as they get raided, they get locked down. Mm. They operate in countries where it's flat out illegal, which, I must admit, I kind of give them a measure of begrudging respect for simply because it takes a lot of balls to take your giant ass company, just move into a country where it's illegal to operate and just start operating anyway and tell the government well, fuck you, too bad. <laughs> the weird... That is, an, that is an impressive amount of balls. <laughs> that is that is some testicular fortitude right there. The thing is, like, things like that work because from a a writer perspective, they're generally very efficient, or at least they're more efficient than the uh, the systems that are already in place. Like, hmm. when Uber came to New York City, New York City taxis are not very efficient, and they're racist, and they're bad. I like, agree. And there's regulations to make them less racist and bad, but, you know, if you're on the side of the road and it's raining out, you don't really care about what the regulations are. Um, so the, the weirdest thing for me is like, I will use Uber on occasion if I am in a place where there are no taxis, I will call an Uber, and I need to get somewhere where the train doesn't go, like cross town or something I will call an Uber, and I will feel slightly bad about it because I'm giving them my money, and they are a bad company yeah, if I need to get somewhere in a hurry and I can't get public transport when I'm in Sydney, I'll take an Uber because mm -hmm. it's a lot cheaper than crazy Sydney taxis, which mm -hmm. is not very good either. Which is I a big theme here that we'll get to in a minute. <laughs> <laughs> and also rounding out the list, their CEO sponsors fucking conventions about and encouraging militarization of the police they declared themselves immune to anti-discrimination laws. Wait, what? Well, because you see they're not employees, they're just contractors. Uh, oh, not just that. Uh, they're a technology company, you see. Mm -hmm. And technology companies are exempt from that for some reason. I don't exactly uh, know. 
But basically their thing was that, well, since they're just contractors and we're actually a technology company, not a transport company, that means we don't have to follow anti-discrimination laws like every other, every other group providing a service where you put people and drivers with cars together and get them places. Uh. 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 Like, they, their background checks are awful because... Okay, I'm going to have to delve slightly into security wonk territory here. Basically, their background checks are a thing that's called a name and SSN check, or what's the equivalent where it's available, where they cost about 20 bucks and they don't have a great error rate because that's all the detail they use. It goes back seven years and they have maybe a 50-50 shot of accurately checking if someone had a criminal history. And they've let a lot of people with criminal histories through. A lot, a lot. Like, California alone did a cursory investigation to see if it was worth investigating further and found, like, 50 or 60 people who definitely shouldn't have been driving for Uber and had offences that definitely should have shown up on their background check if they did a proper background check. One of these dudes was convicted of being an international arms dealer, which I find kind of hilarious. How far we have fallen. <laughs> wow, that dude. Lord I kind of, of war to Lord of kind of shitty taxis. <laughs> you almost feel sorry for that guy, you know, if he wasn't an intern if he wasn't formerly an international arms dealer. Um he might have been a perfectly nice one, but you never know. There's bound to be some very polite and nice international arms dealers out there. But here's the thing, there are much better background checks available, like a live scan, which goes all the way back to when you were born. It's definitely you. It uses biometric data and matching for things that might have happened where you gave a fake name but got fingerprinted. Mm -hmm. And things like that. And they're a little bit more expensive. They're $90. They take the same amount of time, about 24 to 72 hours. So, what what happens, do you think, when Uber is forced to use these much, much better background checks, considering they claim to be, you know, industry leaders in the safety of their riders with these checks? They hike up the prices? No. Go try and call an Uber in Kansas, because they pulled out of the entire fucking state. Wow. Because, this, because the state said, if you are operating as a rideshare company in this state, then you must do a real background check, not your shitty ones. Uber went, alright, fuck you, we're out. That is stupid. <laughs> and just, this is the last two, I promise you, or else this show will go on forever with just me <laughs> listing their misdeeds. They commissioned a really bad racism study into taxis. Like, I'm talking Cato Institute on gun control and or secondhand smoking level bad. And then started shopping it around through second parties to media outlets hoping that they would cover it. Mm. That's pretty fucked. And then when that didn't work so well, they straight up just went, yeah, and like pushed it themselves to certain <laughs> journalists. So I'm just like, yeah, that's pretty messed up, dude. Yep. Oh, and they're also patent trolls. Not kidding. They tried to patent variable pricing. Variable pricing 
which is such an old concept that even the old broke-ass taxi companies, which are fucking dodgy as shit, have laws that stop them from doing it. Yeah, wasn't variable? Did it wasn't variable pricing initially invented by the airline booking industry? Uh, no, it was actually invented by taxi cabs way, way, way back really? in the day, like huh. very early days of motor cars and oh. or horse-drawn carriages. Well, and what would go. happen is drivers would just charge you different rates, and the more desperate you were for a cab, the more they would charge you. Yep, supply and, and demand. People did their bottle with it, and it got banned. Supply and demand, that's capitalism for you. Yep. Economics 101. And here's the thing. Taxis, fucking awful. It's yeah. not like I'm sitting here saying, like, use taxis, they're great, they're much better than... No, they're not. They're fucking real bad. <laughs> I don't know. Like, the, the, the few times I've taken a taxi, they've been really good. So, Well, that's the thing. It's the same with... Well, it's the same thing in that regard with Uber and with taxis. The individual drivers can be good or bad more often than not. Than not. They're pretty good. Or at least where I'm living. You know, they tend to be clean, know where they're going, and are bastards. <laughs> Except, weirdly enough, the white guys. For some reason, you can't trust a white guy down here. If you get in a cab with a white guy, he's probably going to try and rip you off. It's a bit weird. <laughs> but anyway, but the, it's not them, it's the taxi companies who charge $50 for a 15-minute trip out to the airport and who price smaller companies out of the market with basically pressuring the government until they've raised the price of hack licenses out of the reach of anyone but a company who is already large and established. Mm-hmm. Individual those, drivers have to pay ridiculous amounts of money to get their like licenses to work with a taxi company. So you like said that. you said hat license. Up. That is that's a is that equivalent to license to taxi medallions? Oh, no, hack license is, well, it's basically, hack means taxi, <laughs> uh-huh. and license is literally the special license you get to drive a ta- taxi, which you have to get down here, you have to get a commercial operator's driver's license. Uh, I see, I see. Okay. I think it's the same in New York, but it, you also have to get your actual taxi license as a different object in New York. So Yeah, so there's the other ones you see in the back of the seat. In New York, there's the taxi license, and there's also something known as the medallion. And back in the day, taxi drivers would get a medallion from the city, and they would be able to be a taxi, you know, taxi driver. Uh, nowadays, I'm looking at the actual prices for single medallions: eight hundred thirty thousand dollars, eight hundred fifty thousand dollars, eight hundred fifty thousand dollars, seven hundred ninety-nine thousand dollars. They oh, were, I thought you were just repeating yourself for emphasis there. No. They were over a million dollars a few years ago. I'd believe it. Yeesh. So if you want to be a taxi driver in New York, you basically, the systems in place have forced you to work for a large, shitty taxi company. Because hmm. the taxi hmm. company will own a medallion and then, you know, rent it to drivers under yeah, horrible rates, uh, horrible working hours, you don't make any money as a taxi driver in New York. You actually do make more money. I've 
almost every time I, I take an Uber, I talk with the driver, and all, the vast majority of them were either taxi drivers or uh, uh, black car drivers. So in New York, there's yellow taxis, and then there's car services. Right. And car services, you can only call from somewhere. Like, you can't hail them on the street. Um, and most uh, Uber drivers in New York that I've met are either former taxi drivers or former car service drivers, and all of them, basically all of them say, oh yeah, I make so much more money with Uber. Hmm. Hmm. The, because the other, like, car services are such, uh, like, if you go to some of their offices, they're like one room with uh, a guy chain-smoking Winston's uh, with a dispatch radio. And literally, this I've actually seen this. Um, Are you sure you're not just recalling an episode of Taxi? <laughs> no, this is... Uh, but, no, he's right, dude. I've seen these places in New York because... <laughs> I know, I know. I know. I was, it was just a joke, man. Just a joke. I was there, like... and I was there, oh, shit, more than 10 years ago now, but... A friend of mine had this idea. They're just like, hey, I know what you might want to see. You ought to go see a taxi officer. I'm like, what? <laughs> He's like, do you want to watch Taxi Man? I'm like, no, but I'm kind of interested now if you think it's good. <laughs> <laughs> so we swung by a taxi office that his father worked for. And it was pretty much exactly as Nelson describes. The only thing I think he was it would be inaccurate about about that taxi office is I'm pretty sure this guy wasn't smoking Winston's. I think he was just smoking Marlboro's. <laughs> yeah, and it's still that way. Like even with Uber and Lyft and a, a few other companies, these places are just like holding on. And they're not getting better. They're, you know, it's not like oh, the market is gonna make all the taxi companies good. No, they're still shitty. Mm -hmm. You know, they're just now shitty and also losing money. Yeah. Well, free market, I guess. But yeah. So the the thing is, like, there are regulations that New York City has on taxis that are really good. For example, if you get in a taxi, it has to take you to wherever you want to go. That's really good because a lot of people live in far-flung areas, and before that regulation existed, you would get in a taxi, and you'd be like, oh, I want to go out to Brooklyn, and they'd be like, get the fuck out of my taxi. And so the people that live in the more far-flung areas, who tend to be poorer, uh, basically couldn't get taxis. So there are certain regulations that are really good that Uber is flaunting. Um, yeah. Yeah. I think I think the the trick would be somehow get these companies to submit uh, the regulation. Like have regulations, force them to actually follow the regulations rather than getting slapped on the wrist. Um, but also when you're updating the regulations, don't do them in the way that uh, is solely to make the status quo. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Like, I read a great article about uh, our subway system, which there are about half the trains don't have countdown timers, which you would think would be a very easy thing to, to 
system too. Every, I think almost every other major uh, subway system in the world has like countdown timer kind of things. Um, the problem is that in New York, the tracks and the signaling uh, signal boxes are literally a hundred years old. And it generates, and they're still in use. Like, the companies that made them have gone out of business, so the MTA is actually maintaining 100-year-old technology, and it costs so much money, but the way they do it is they pay a lot of overtime. And the MTA uh, uh, unions get a lot of, you know, work for, for that. Um, and there's the amount of employees that are just, like, fixing the broken things is so enormous uh, that if they were actually to modernize it, which they've been trying to do for 30 years, it would put, like, hundreds of people out of work, at least. Um, and so there's been this constant pushback. It's this crazy, corrupt, like, hmm. almost Boss Tweed-esque uh, dystopia. Um, but it's the same thing with the taxi companies. Hmm. So, like... So yeah. Bizarre. All right, all right. Well, if we don't, if I don't put a lid on this, we're gonna we're gonna talk about this forever. Um, we are now going to, however, revisit. I do have, uh, what I do have one more thing, real quickly, just bouncing off that last okay. point of Nelson's. All right, Dribs. Our trains here are surprisingly good. They're just way too expensive. Hmm. Our punctuality in Brisbane for on-time arrival for trains is like well over 90%. I think the only country that springs to mind that beats us for on-time arrival is Japan. Japan. It's always Japan. And not by that much. It is always Japan. They're just really expensive, and it costs me like 15 bucks to get into the city, and fuck that, because it doesn't cost me 15 bucks in petrol to drive into the city and park. Oh. <laughs> uh. All right, so now we are going to revisit a topic from a very, very old episode of Friday Night Party Line. Uh, the Washington Post Outlook session invited 10 writers uh, back in 2011 to sift through the world's clutter and each of them nominate one thing, an idea, a tradition, a habit, a technology, you name it, that we'd all be better off tossing out once the winter thaw has, uh, has gone away or in terms of, or in Tribus term, once the summer heat has died down. So, it never dies down. It never dies down. <laughs> uh, what they got ranged from uh, what they got ranged from uh, the Simpsons, get rid of them to democracy. Uh, Legasp. Yeah, what thing would you like eliminated if you could? Um, shit, I've got. I'm, I'm okay with getting rid of basically everything on here except for. Fucking democracy, smartphones, yeah, let me, and leftovers. Let me let me start with um, <clears throat> let me start now. I'm gonna read off the list uh, of what they put down. Uh, the first is engagement rings, which uh, because they are debt inducing, decision delaying jewelry purchases uh, that basically have no resaleable value. Um, Democracy in practice is great, but as a term, democracy, the word has lost all meaning. Uh, and uh, this is from. Uh, 
broadcaster Ted Koppel. Uh, it takes much more than deposing an undemocratic leader to build a representative government, so don't fall in love with the Arab Spring quite yet. That kind of dates this article, but again, it's from 2011. Uh, we kind of oh, know... God, the Arab Spring oh, back man. in the day. Uh, Shit. Back in the day. Uh, smartphones, uh, get rid of those. Um, because how did we live before them? We actually had to agree on a place to meet, figure out where it was, and show up on time, all without using a gadget to change plans en route. Uh, the Simpsons. Except when plans fall, fell through, as they often did, mm. people had the situations where they, you know, that trope from the '90s of like uh, the person who was stood up at the restaurant. That doesn't happen anymore. No, it because doesn't. people just text them, and they're just like, "Oh, I'm not going to be there." Uh, entirely. Oh, not just that, but like the comedy trope a restaurant. of two people being in the same place at the same time, and like not seeing each other, so they're like, I've been stood up, and they're like 10 feet apart. That shit used to actually happen, kids. Yeah, yeah. Or, and get this, if you go to a place and somebody wants to get in touch with you, they would call that place and have a waiter come and get you. And they have to haul out the phone with a a little doily cord. Uh Uh-huh. (laughs) <laughs> when you did the finger thing, I thought you were going to say that they had to haul out the phone that you had to crank up by hand. <laughs> you gotta, you gotta yeah, on your Model T. You gotta crank the the, the gasket. Operator, oh, operator, please connect me to Jefferson eight two three. You'd be surprised what a man will tell you if you electrify his bollocks with a hand cranked field telephone. <laughs> uh, let's see here. Get rid of the uh, get rid of the Simpsons. Uh, tip- I thought The Simpsons was dead already. Nope, they're still I going. When, I remember when they had their like their thirtieth season or their thirtieth anniversary, or it was like two thousand two. No, and I was they- like, well, that that show's over. Uh, that was a good run. Nope, they're still going. I literally don't know. I actually know. I do know one person who I suspect may admit to still watching The Simpsons, but I haven't spoken to her in like. Six or seven I years I do watch The Simpsons on occasion. If it's on, I have no problem watching it. But I I agree. It's kind of let, let's let's just get it done with. It's 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 not it's not clever anymore. Um, at least I don't think it is. Uh, tipping, get rid of that. Auto tune, also yeah. leftovers. Yeah, we need to get rid of our leftovers. We need to uh, not just waste eat food. Them. Yeah, eat, just eat them. Eat your food. Eat your foods. You, you get your food. Leftovers are great. As someone who primarily cooks for themselves, leftovers are great. Oh yeah. And, yeah. and then and then Charlotte will come over and she'll be like, "Hey, do you want to eat pasta?" And I will be like, "Hey, pasta like every single day this week." <laughs> <laughs> the same exact pasta. <laughs> oh gosh. <laughs> um, no, but that's, uh, leftovers are good. Just writer, eat them. Yeah. Stop throwing away food. Mm. Writer yes, uh, Yoon Lee. Like, give it to someone else. Need food, fucker. Writer uh, Yoon Lee says we should get rid of small talk. Uh, the weather, sports team, the weekend. Let's just cut to the fucking chase. Um, and finally, seniority-based firing. The idea of last-in, first-out system of job security. It means lousy teachers can stay while better ones with less time in the system must leave. That is, uh, that is no bueno. Yeah, the entire bureaucracy of uh, teaching 
has issues, as we've talked about on this show. Yep. Hello, podcast listener. This is Victor in post-production land. So that beep was meant to signify that there was a cut in the audio. See, in the process of recording this episode, the recording computer just stopped working. It was horrible. Just a complete freeze. And wouldn't you know it, it's the one time when I didn't have my backup computer up and ready to go. A problem on my part. So, uh, we are going to resume the podcast from the point in which I managed to get back into the show. There is stuff that went on in between, and uh, my happy co-hosts and guests managed to carry on without me, completely unsurprisingly. So, uh, if you want to check out what they were talking about in the duration, you should definitely check out the YouTube video of the live stream. No, this isn't just some uh, convoluted way of promoting the live stream. It's just how things worked out. But sometimes things work out in a strangely good way. Not saying that losing about, you know, seven minutes of podcast is good. But hey, you can definitely check it out and see for yourself. Anyways, uh, now to bring you back to the show in progress. Hi. All right. So I am back and I have functioning audio again. Ugh. Freaking hell. All right, so where are you guys at? <laughs> uh, I just gave my plug. Okay, cool. Um, so, yeah, there was that. I don't know what they said. I'll find that out and I'll find oh, out what uh, they said in spoke, post. Yeah. We spoke briefly about democracy and tipping. So oh, okay. I, I honestly have a decent amount to say on every single one of these. Mm. If I had to pick a short one for just now, I'd say, no, don't get rid of small talk. I'm Australian. That is how I do everything. (laughs) (laughs) So what would you... Every single story I have that starts with, I know this guy, (laughs) which is admittedly pretty much like 90% of them, Uh all of them somehow originate way back to me Uh. just walking over to some rando and making small talk. Ah, okay. So, so what would so uh, of things that are not on that list? What is something you would get rid of? Your audio issues. <laughs> <laughs> you and me both. I don't know what what should what should we get rid of? Hollywood. Oh, sexually. I know, I know. Well, if we wait, do we have to pick a big issue or just like a smaller issue like these are? Yeah, go with a smaller issue. Because if I was, if I had to pick a big issue, it's like all of those isms, sexism, racism, all that sort of business. Nah, go with a small small issue. You can't wish for more wishes. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> that requires a multi-wish uh, tree structure mm-hmm. yep. to, to fix. If it's a smaller issue, all of this fucking disruption bullshit we have coming out of Silicon Valley. Oh my god, I was going to say that. That's so annoying. Guys, we don't need to disrupt the towel. <laughs> Not everything needs to be but how revolutionary. Will I know how dry I am if it doesn't connect to my Apple Watch. <sighs> Not everything. We don't need to disrupt no. food no. because let's face it, Soylent it's is a non-expert solving a solved problem and then learning why food red regs exist as he ships literal fucking poison. Yep. Uh, what about you, Nelson? Uh, I don't know. I've been thinking about a lot of big picture stuff. Um, 
I guess what's the smallest thing that I could uh, I could get rid of? I would say hot cakes. Hot cakes, like like pancakes? No, no, oh, hot takes like of, of the media. Of the media. Yeah. So, what can you? I, I'm I'm apparently unfamiliar with this term. Can you? Can you? Oh, really? Yeah. So, uh, let me give you a hot take about it. So, when an event happens <laughs> that is uh, important and the media must you know make a statement about, uh, frequently what you see is a uh, kind of rushed like actually uh, uh, you know Bernie Sanders is actually bad or like uh, you know rushing to, to publication uh, whenever anything happens hmm. um, yeah. you it's could basically deliberately provocative commentary usually short commentary oh. about a news mm-hmm. story going on oh. very currently oh yeah get, get rid of that shit that's terrible it's hilarious, but it's also we we could do without it. That's what Twitter's for. If every news organization just made a single tweet for their hot for their entire hot take, that'd be great. <laughs> they still get that uh, hashtag engagement that they want, and uh, it would stop wasting everyone's time. If Fox News made just a single tweet, it would be Obama with like eight O's <laughs> and a shaking fist emoji. <laughs> Obama. <laughs> No arms, <laughs> but she would be white because you know. Fox. Fox News. Yeah. Um, I would get rid. If it was me, I would get rid of um, quote unquote audio files. That's what I would get rid of. That whole but culture. How would we distribute audio is just in the air around us, man. Uh, I just. Yes. <laughs> I just I'm I'm really sick and tired of of people going, oh, vinyl records, they're objectively better than any digital media because they're analog. They have infinite dynamic range. That's not how dynamic range works, you idiot. And then and then because they do that, because they do that, every time I say every time I tell people, yeah, I like vinyl records. I think they're pretty cool. I have to get the, they, the the question that immediately follows is, but aren't you an audio engineer? Mm. Yes. Yeah. You gotta use you gotta use your Og Vorbis. I gotta I just, admit, I there is one thing that I do kind of like about audio farm culture is you get to laugh at all of the weird old crazies from God. like the fucking like sixties, seventies, eighties. Going like, oh yeah, you know, check out. I'm famous. Check out my new fancy MP3 player that only plays like my DRM. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. And it plays them like ridiculously high bit rates that are actually higher than the human ear can hear because somehow that helps. It doesn't actually anything higher than CD audio quality might as well be fucking irrelevant to your ears. Yes, because there's this thing called the Nyquist theorem. And it fucking matters. <laughs> and, like, all of these old rockers don't seem to realize that maybe music doesn't sound the same 
because you've been standing on stages for 30 <laughs> years and you're from an A in front of stacks that are like thousands of watts and tall as a building <laughs> and fucking, you come from an age where the words hearing protection it would only be followed by is for pussies uh, yeah. alright um, just to uh, get this wrapped up before we uh, Nelson already gave his plug Trevor did you give a plug already no okay then hang on Hang on a sec, then. Wait, Nelson, did I? Mm-mm. I genuinely don't remember. All right, All right then hang okay. on for a second. Uh, before we get to the end of the show, and I cannot believe we have to do this for a second Friday night party line in a row, but we just just briefly say say a few words about how absolutely tragic and sad the events that took place in San Bernardino this uh, this week have been. And I, I want to say that for, for the Paris attacks, I was, I was sad, as I am with the San Bernardino attacks, but I think at this point, I am more frustrated and angry that mm-hmm. we have to do this again. Well, see, the American... <sighs> The Republican Party is soft on terrorism because their core constituency are uh, terrorist sympathizers. <laughs> that is not. Can I? Can I just, Nelson? Nelson, can I? Can I tell you something? You should consider a career in politics because while that is completely counterintuitive, none of that was factually incorrect. Yeah. That is that was amazing. But no, this is just it's just ridiculous that we have to that that we're saying this again. It is just it is abhorrent and frankly, I am I can't believe this is happening again. No, I can't believe it. Mm-hmm. And clearly all, you know, our hearts and good wishes go towards the families of those who are affected by this terrible tragedy. But that is not enough. Action needs to be taken, and the only way action will happen is if a loud and large portion of the populace actually gets up and acts on this. So if you, like me, and Cherba and Nelson, are just sick of this happening again and again and again, please get in touch with your local governance contact your local legislature and express to them how frustrated you are about this and let me tell you something <sighs> don't use a form letter because they they'll be fucking getting a lot of those they write won't. something it doesn't matter what it is just write to them express yourself right send a physical letter just i know it feels stupid to have to do this to get attention in this day and age, but it is just, it is a definite way to do it. You can't, this writing a physical letter will get their attention. Go out to the post office, unfamiliar though it may be to most of our demographic of this show, buy some fucking stamps, send some fucking letters. Well, 
I believe sure that uh, post office through stamps.com ads on other podcasts. <laughs> I believe that the the Senate might be a little busy because I have some breaking news. Do the do the jingle. So the um, the United States Senate just passed a bill which both defunds Planned Parenthood and guts the Affordable Care Act, known uh, popularly as Obamacare. It was passed 52 to 47. Uh, it will be vetoed, obviously. Clearly. And there are not enough votes to override the veto, so they basically just spent this entire week wasting everyone's time. And money. And money. <sighs> it's ridiculous. All right, um, let's get our plugs done and uh, and us out of oh, here so uh, we I can get have, out of here. I do have one more thing. Go ahead, man. People... We keep sharing this statistic that there's been that the San Bernardino shooting was the 355th mass shooting this year in America. I'm glad you brought that up. Please fucking stop sharing that because it's bullshit. That is, and all of those numbers that come like, oh, there's 200, what the fucking 300, 400, all of that is from a subreddit. <laughs> guns are cool. They are pulling numbers out of their asses. And in that, in that number, a one a.m. gang fight in a fucking Denny's in Sacramento is counted exactly the same. At, where say you know two people are killed and two are injured is counted exactly the same as San Bernardino. A burglar, a burglary gone wrong, where someone shoots two people in a house and injure two others is counted as the exact same as what happened in San Bernardino just the other day. That's not fucking helping. No. Don't go around quoting big numbers because a big number is impressive with how bad it is and how much we need to stop this. No. All you're doing is muddying the issue by conflating crimes that have nothing to do with mass shootings with mass shootings and making it so much harder to find the cause of the problem and fucking solve it. Yes. Because you're changing it from an issue of solving mass shootings to an issue of solving all crime ever. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yep. And so many news organizations got just, you know, oh, they, yeah. they grabbed onto the that number. Is, the media is guilty of it too because it is an excellent, nice, big, shocking number. Yep. Good headline. Let me fill you in here. By all the best available figures and definitions and agreeing with the Mother Jones in-depth and open source database on mass shootings, there have been four mass shootings this year. There have been 73 mass shootings since 1982. Don't believe the fucking panic merchants going, there's 355! Yeah. There's, there's now a thousand a day! Because now that being said... Uh, the also stop shooting people. Yeah, the real the real problem with guns in America is less mass shootings and more suicides, homicides, accidental discharges, and you know the long tail of idiotic behavior that Americans exhibit mm -hmm. when they're around guns. I'm gonna put my gun at you. It's not loaded. 
Ugh. All right. So uh, Nelson put his plug as The Expanse on the Sci-Fi Channel, a show you should check out because Nelson has good taste. Sherba, do you have a plug you'd like to make? Uh... <laughs> it's okay not to. I had something just the other day. I saw it and went, this right. would be great for the plug. All right, you know what? Fucking while you're while you're fuck. racking your brain, I'll make my plug, and I'll give you a little bit more time, okay? Yeah, yeah go, go. All right, so uh, my plug is a project I'm doing with uh, frequent Friday Night Party Line guest and uh, games runner on Acceptable Vices, Derek Chappelle. We, uh, us two, we are watching the movie The Terminator every day for the month of December. The project's called 31 Days of Terminator. You can check it out at 31terminator.tumblr.com. And uh, every uh, every day we put up some sort of post um, about our daily viewing of it. We are presently on day four, as I mentioned earlier in the show. And um, Derek has put up uh, three text posts thus far. He may, put up, he may have already put up the fourth one today. I have put up two text posts, one video, and I'm going to put up another video uh, today that I recorded in my car about the uh, removal of automotive branding in the movie The Terminator. Um, if you're interested in the movie The Terminator or you like watching two men slowly drive themselves insane... Um, <laughs> using a movie from the 1980s, then you should definitely check out 31 Days of Terminator. Again, that's www. Uh, www. That is http colon slash slash 31terminator.tumblr.com. And uh, check it out. All right, Sherba, do you have yours yet? I have something. How about that? Okay, that works. <laughs> okay. Back in 1976, in France, there was this young director called Claude Lelouch. <laughs> you may have recognized the name already. <laughs> and he made a short film. It's about 8 minutes, 30 seconds or so. And basically, all this film is, it starts in media res, and all it is is this dude driving as fast as he can through Paris. It is the original high-speed inner-city chase, except without the chasing part, because nobody's behind him. You never see. It's one camera angle from a gyro-stabilized film camera on the bumper of a Mercedes, I think, 450 SL? Hmm. And he raced through Paris at like 5.30 in the morning in one big sh- one shot, one big take, because he only had a thousand feet of film that he could pack into the camera, and he could only afford to pack that camera once. <laughs> so he jumped in his car, and he just fucking hit it and went for his life from, uh, I believe, it was Port de and then he races all the way over through to uh, basically across town all the way through the center of Paris and he is hitting like you know about 200 clicks an hour about 130 140 miles an hour smashing through and the only thing in this film that was faked is the engine noise because the camera that he stuck on the bumper couldn't take audio Mm. 
Neat. But it is an excellent film. We will have a link to it in the show notes, as well as a link to a short documentary from Drive about it. Cool. Excellente. All right. Uh, Cherba, I hope you will furnish me with said link. I will, yes. Excellent. And uh, that about wraps it up. So uh, next week, uh, we are going to be doing our friends at ATW9K a uh, a favor. Uh, Seeing as uh, Star Wars is coming out in a couple of weeks, and they are going to be, um, since they normally record on uh, Thursdays, they are not going to be, Jason isn't going to be there to record it. We're doing them a favor. So next week, we on Acceptable Vices are going to be doing uh, basically... An episode of Atomic Trivia War 9000. Uh, and you guys, and we will send it over to them and they'll get it too. So you guys should definitely check it out. And if you haven't already checked out Atomic Trivia War 9000, you should definitely check it out. Sure, but what is that URL that I can never remember? Star Wars is coming, and so am I. <laughs> well, all right then. <laughs> all right. Anyway, no, that URL is can www.simplysyndicated.com slash show slash ATW9K or the Facebook page, facebook.com slash ATW9K or you can visit their SoundCloud or you could not. I don't really mind. Uh, I would say don't. I would say don't visit their SoundCloud. I I was a guest on ATW9K last night and uh, I will say that their SoundCloud is very out of date. (laughs) 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 It's several months behind. Um... So just like our Facebook page. Just like our <laughs> Facebook page. <laughs> uh, so check them out at the Simply Syndicated website. And uh, that is it. So thank you, gentlemen. Another fantastic episode of Friday Night Party Line. And uh, we'll, uh, we shall reconvene in one week's time. Good night, everybody. Good night. They don't have nightmares. Unless they're about Uber, because then they're not nightmares. They're reality. <laughs>